Hello, everyone, and welcome to CGF Minis Off-Season Episode 3. My name is Jacob Park. And my name is Wyatt Keener. With us today, none other than Touchdown Tanabi General Manager, Rob Griffith. How you doing, Rob? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> it's such a warm and inviting atmosphere. That's Absolutely. Very nice. Yeah, we, uh, we got a experienced podcast host. Uh, it's good to to catch you available in the middle of your busy, busy schedule. We certainly enjoy listening to you on the radio, but uh, while we've got you, we're here to talk football today. Uh, perfect. And... Cause that, that's what, that's what I'm, that's what I'm the expert on. So that's, that's right. Perfect for me. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Rob, the notorious football watcher. Uh, we gotta, we gotta start with the, uh, the beautiful product on the field though. Um, you got a very interesting design, one that, uh, I think a lot of people were scared to embrace the brown, and mm. and you went you dove in head first, full on brown, and uh, it was met with widespread acclaim. People love the t- touchdown to Nabby look. Um, how did you how did you come to those colors, and how much uh, how much fun was it working with Jake? Oh, it was amazing. We the those colors were not like those weren't the colors that I had brought. The colors that I had brought were more black and white uh initially and then when i showed him jake he was like that's cool i think that if we were able to change it to um something a little bit more tonal like the that brown and yellow it would fit in the league better and he was right and uh and it did and since then uh, the the design of the team also changed a lot from being a little bit more i think when i started out like some of the influences that i was giving him were kind of like gothic and dark and then it changed into much more like uh it changed into much more like very kind of uh warm tones just these kind of peaceful looking monks which i really appreciate yeah i actually still have the uh the original image you sent me as uh like your inspiration piece it's like a... oh, i i have no idea what it even was <laughs> I can I can add it to this and then we can put it out in the the Discord so everyone can see it. <laughs> it's like a a black frame around what looks to be like an almost like a newspaper clipping, but then it's like uh here I'll send it to you guys now a skull in like Victorian era dress. Kind yeah, of thing. it was definitely a Victorian <laughs> a Victorian thing. Um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like you said, I think originally we were gonna pull kind of like that black and cream color from that and then uh, asked if you were willing to try brown just to see and then I don't think we ever really looked back or like I don't even have any prototypes in the black and cream. I don't think it even got that far because we, we kind of liked what the brown looked like. Yeah, uh, I kind of like the colors because it, it, it feels very um, kind of unobtrusive and uh, <laughs> it almost makes it feel uh, this is kind of like getting a, a little too like um, theater of the mind, I guess. But it makes it feel like every time I win a game, then it's always like, Oh wow, the underdog one one, you know, because it's like it's these very sort of peaceful colors. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like a like a Cleveland Brown feel to the team, or I kind of associate it with like Pittsburgh too. Like imagine it being like a hard working blue collar city that's just like behind this team no matter what. This team that never wants to tank or you know intentionally those games they give it their all every season. So um, yeah, I think it fits pretty well. Uh, one thing I was going to ask you because I don't remember. 
if we talked about it at all, is where did the name come from originally? I know it's obviously a, a pun on the TV show, but how did you land on that name in the first place? A TV show you've admitted you never watched. <laughs> what TV show is that? No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I've never, uh, I've never seen it. Um, the, the reason that I did it was because uh, one time I can't remember. It was on a podcast I was listening to. It might have been. I mean, it might have been my brother, my brother and me, or maybe even something before that. Then people were talking about just like funny names for football teams. And somebody said that and I just like as an offhand joke and didn't get very many laughs. And I thought it was funny. So I wanted to use it. <laughs> I'm a big fan. It's got a, a great syllabic stress pattern, like touchdown to nab is beautiful. Yeah, there aren't very many football teams that have that sort of um, <laughs> that sort of name structure, which I appreciate. Yeah. And now being more affectionately called the monks when you want just the shorthand version has kind of become like the nickname for your team, too, which I think is just built out the uh, the team identity even more. I, I can't remember where we decided Touchdown Nabby was from. I, it Was it is it Kentucky? Yeah, whatever county uh, Thomas Merton's. Yes, uh, that's what it is. Abby of yeah, Gethsemane. Gethsemane. <laughs> I don't know the county off the top of my head, but yeah, it was that county specifically, which is perfect for that, like working class, soft colors, like all that kind of stuff, I think vibes perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, and TDA is a really good initial set of initials too for, for a team. I just, I love the whole brand. I think it came together real nice. Man, um, this is this is a great comp. Finally, the respect I deserve. Well, I think I think the sentiment's shared across the league. Uh, whenever the jersey reveal comes out on Thursdays, I think people are always excited to see the matchup with TDA. Um, as for the product on the field, you're uh, one of the, well, I'll say it, you're the only team that has uh, made the playoffs one time. You're the only team that's been able to crack into that top six, and you did so with an astounding season last year. This year, uh, I think could be, it's safe to call it a disappointment. You Absolutely. Um, yeah, you kind of came into the season riding the the high of last season. The predictions projected you as one of the top three teams in the league. Um, how did it feel dealing with that for the first time, that disappointment and not meeting projections? Um, I think part of it had to do with a couple. I'm looking at Sleeper now to see, but it doesn't sh it doesn't show me the my last season, does it? No, it's yeah, gone. it's tough. You got to um, like go to league history on mobile, I think. Anyway, sorry. Well, so I, I can't, then I can't, I don't have the exact games off the top of my head. There were a couple of, of weeks in the, towards the middle of the season that for whatever reason, I just, I just didn't change anything. Like I just didn't <laughs> look at it. And that is not like, I don't normally, normally I'm like pretty intent on getting it all, you know, fixed up before the games but it was like two or three weeks in a row and on those weeks those were the games that I lost by like one point or something like something like feels so weird so yeah it, it feels tough because I feel like I could have made it to the playoffs and then seeing the scores for the playoff games like I was like oh man I really could have won a few games in here but yeah. uh it was still yeah I think even though it was a disappointment um, and some of the players that I had kind of uh, gotten for cheap that I was thinking could be value assets. Some Matt of Collins. those players got kind of swooped up by other people or got oh. injured, and which I guess that's normal. Injuries just happen all the time in football, I guess. 
or maybe it's just because I'm watching more games and have a vested interest or something, but it feels like injuries happen more often now than they used to. Yeah, I, I, would, I would generally agree with that sentiment. But yeah, you were exploding there down the stretch, particularly on the back of George Kittle. He was putting up some massive weeks um, down the yeah, stretch of the regular season. season. Yeah, no, he wasn't, but he was coming alive. Yeah, you were, um, I believe, the fifth highest point scorer on the year, including uh, you scored more regular season points than reg- uh, than CGF finalist um, Marley Magic. So yeah, you were definitely right in the thick of it. Um I was, I mean, you you uh, left the door open. So sorry, Jake, I'm going to cut in, but I'm going to talk about it. Travels to Europe, uh, dabbling in your rock and roll side project, mm. uh, co or also owning a league in a, in a fantasy uh, soccer um, mm. league. Do, is is Rob Griffith invested in Touchdown to Nabby? Does he care? Is, is this just a financial investment for him? <laughs> I, I think that for me, it's a matter of, of uh, having the 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 different things spread out to different days of the week. Like, if I can just take care of every football thing on, I guess Wednesday. I, mean, I guess that's when it, we would do it. Then, um, then I don't need to think about it anymore, and then I can figure out all my my soccer stuff on Friday and then do music stuff the other days, so then it's like, oh, great. Well, I guess I could just do one. I can do one extracurricular activity per day. I, of course, <laughs> say this. I, I'm joking, of course. I know that, that you do care and are invested and in, in, uh, love well, the, well, the monks I, very much. I am I am invested, but obviously wasn't enough to, to, uh, to get my boys a winning season, which is fully my fault. Like there were those weeks that I lost. It was like there were players on the bench that had like 20 like 30 points like something insane Uh, like why did i do that that i think it was when i was gone that happens yeah again you were in europe for an extended period in the fall and uh i mean i'll say too i tried to play in the fantasy premier league and there's just no way to manage everything in life and effectively be invested in both of those let's talk about that i i have i brought (laughs) it up in the i brought it up in the discord and you've never um you never talked about it just a little uh, peek behind the curtain Wyatt, uh, who is always the best at most fantasy things, started this league in FPL with us, was at the very top, of course, like like every single year, and then just stopped doing anything. Still talked in the Discord about it, but just stopped changing his team at all. And and is now at the very bottom. I love the league. I love the content. I love Discord. I just... I can't possibly I like I'm also very bad at unless I'm winning or at the very top then I'm I can't do it <laughs> it's a bad personality trait I, I'm bad at grinding things out and so <laughs> it's just too much too much work unfortunately but uh, I'll have to explain that on the on the corporate global premier league podcast Jake let's kick it over to you so you're saying why all we gotta seat. do is uh is get you off the top of the totem pole and then you're you're gone for good, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> you could never the live the way team. me and Rob have it down in the uh down the in the down in the trenches. The well, well, now hold on a second, Rob. Who do you identify more? Do you find a closer bond with the teams at the bottom of the table, with popular ballers, with pit kings, with uh the flaming hot cheetahs, and now the Rocky Mountain Mooses, or do you do you consider yourself one of the league's elite? I think at the beginning of last season, I was I was thinking, oh, I'm definitely in the top three for sure. I mean, no question, I'm in the top three. Uh, and 
then as the season went on, I was like, oh, not, I guess I'm really not. I guess I'm pretty down low in the standings. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm always pretty optimistic when it comes to all fantasy things. I always think, ah, this is the week. This is the week where I really pop off. And and that, that doesn't always happen. Um, but I, I, I'm pretty optimistic. I, I would say next year I'm pretty optimistic about being being up in the top half. And to your credit, Rob, you're one of the only you are the only team out of the five teams who have missed playoffs so far in our first three seasons, who to my knowledge has never intentionally tanked or thrown a game. Uh, as you're made now, maybe you've lost a few due to, to negligence, but you haven't <laughs> intentionally, you know, thrown in the towel. Is that something you kind of plan to do from the onset of the league, or is that something that just developed with your team identity of kind of being stubborn and, yeah. and never giving up? Yeah, I, de- definitely. I, well, for a few reasons, I'm definitely never gonna gonna tank any games or any seasons. And and the first reason is that I is that I uh, that's not fun. And like, if I'm gonna do that, then it's just like, well, what, what am I even doing? You know. And uh, and the the second reason is that it really is all we're really we really are all just guessing anyway. Like so, anybody could win, just like the NFL. Like any team can win at any time. Like it is just, it doesn't. And I also feel that way about the, the, the draft as well. Like the rookie draft, like you can get first pick and that's fine. But like, how often is the, is the very first pick the best fantasy player? Like almost never, like we're just guessing. So it, I, I just don't, I, I just don't care enough about a place in the draft to, to tank anything. Yeah, intentionally, intentionally lose. I got you. Another thing, I I went back to our uh, 2020, the very first draft, like to set the teams. Um, Because interested, I went back there actually to look because I remember early on in 2020 there being controversy about how quickly some of your your team was changing. You know, some of the the big trades you made. I was shocked to find out that um, it took me eight rounds of the draft to find a player who was no longer on your team. So your initial first seven picks are all still touchdown to Abbey members is that something you plan from the get-go to like stick with your core or has it just kind of happened naturally as you progress through the seasons uh I, I i think i well i don't really i don't really know are you talking about like the the very first draft that we did like the those yeah players so like the, there? yeah yeah so when you're picking your very first touchdown to Abbey players ever your first seven players oh, are all still right. on your team Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, that, that that's on purpose. Like to, cause I, I, I'm mostly picking players that I like, you know, like players that I, players that I like on teams that I like to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And, or at least that's what I try to do. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes I get players on the commanders or whatever, but like I, I do, you know, mostly pick players from teams that I like to watch. Um, and so I would rather keep them like, I like, even though, I, even though some of my bills are not necessarily that good, like, like Singletary, I would say is not, is not incredible. And neither is, um, and neither is, uh, like Dawson Knox or whoever, but I'm, I like watching the bills and I try to watch their games in general. So it's like, I might as well have players on that team. Very cool. Yeah. I was, I was shocked. Cause yeah, I remember there being like, you, you had made some big trades early on. And, um, so to go back and then just see that, I think you might have even been, I looked at a few other teams, the most consistent, um, at least through eight rounds. So um, the core of the Abbey has been together a long time. And, you know, hopefully next year is the year where it all comes together for them. Th- that might also have to do with like, now I'm 
really gun shy for trades because I went way too hard in the in the beginning and then really regretted some of it. Although some of those decisions have ended up being better anyway. But uh, I think that I just traded a little bit too much and then was like, ah, anytime I trade, it's not like uh, like the uh, these other people probably know more than me. So they're probably getting a better deal. So I need to probably just not trade for a while. I've definitely adopted a similar attitude at least one season, you know, just I, I'm going in with the mindset, assuming that everyone's taken advantage of uh, how little I know. So I'm very cautious <laughs> for making yeah. any moves. So I can definitely uh, relate to you there. Um, I was looking only two other teams even have um, one of their first two draft picks from that um, inaugural wow. draft. The uh, matriarchs still have both DeAndre Hopkins and Derek Henry on their team. And then the Marley Magic still have Travis Kelsey and Nick Chubb. But every single other team has gotten rid of at least one of their very first two draft picks. And like Jake Magic, says, you still have your they first. They traded uh, Kelsey, didn't they? Doesn't, uh, you're right. Them. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, get rid of them. So only the Matrix have one of their first two draft picks. So yeah, yeah seven. And I've said, yeah, and that, that's, yeah. I'm actually pretty proud of that initial draft. Like I, I, I think, I mean, obviously uh, Josh Allen is a, is a king. Like I, I think that he's great and I, and he'll be on my team forever probably. Um, but even, um, even like Tyreek Hill, like that guy's gotten me a hundred thousand points um, in the last few seasons. And I can't remember who else I got. I got uh, Leonard Fournette in the first draft, I think. Um, yeah. And he's been a pretty consistent starter. So yeah, there's there have been people that I'm happy to be on there. And Josh awesome. Allen was the fourth round. I thought that was crazy when I went back and saw that. He was a fourth round pick. He made it that far. Yeah, that's weird. If we had known then what we knew now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that board, it's uh if anybody wants to go back and look at it, it's just painful from anybody's perspective other than TDA. Uh, I don't think anybody really did very well in that draft but such is the nature of the nfl i also just gotta add of course you say that about the nfo or the our rookie drafts when in back-to-back years you drafted jonathan taylor and jamar chase without a doubt the two most valuable players in each of their respective drafts so uh, (laughs) of course drafting's easy when you always know how to draft the best player Uh, okay so uh, i got um i got jamar chase because of I didn't, he wasn't initially who I was going, I, I wanted to get him, but I was like, oh, it's, it's probably dumb to get a wide receiver and I probably need to get a quarterback. So I was going to get Zach Wilson. Um, and I'm glad I didn't, I, I mean, he's fine, but I, I, uh, I'm glad I didn't get him. Um, and the reason I didn't was because I got on a, is because I was at my office and I, uh, and the, the draft was about to happen and I called Aaron and I was like, Aaron, help. I need, like, I, I don't <laughs> want to get this for and Aaron, like out of the kindness of his heart, uh, even though it probably like affected him negatively, you know, he still was like, no, he was like, don't get Zach Wilson. You need to get Jamari Chase. And he was right. Wow. That's a beautiful little league nugget. I never knew that story. <laughs> um, well, you, uh, you've gotten by with some pretty poor QB play nonetheless. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Carson Wentz, yeah. <laughs> Sam Darnold, Jared Goff, who you traded for this year, uh, and a really savvy move, I felt like, um, have all been filling in. So I think proof positive that you don't need two, uh, two elite quarterbacks to succeed in this league. Well, so y- uh, you say that you have had two elite quarterbacks for your entire tenure, and you've won two times in a row. So <laughs> that, like, you probably do need two elite quarterbacks um 
I I have uh I want a good quarterback so bad. Maybe this rookie draft is the one. I don't know. I I, I want another good quarterback so 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 very badly. But I don't even know. Also, I, I don't watch. Uh, this might get into a later question you're gonna ask, but um, I don't watch college football. I I don't really care about it. Um, so I need you guys to tell me who is good. <laughs> well, um, are you asking for that information now? Or is yeah yeah yeah. Here here over the fix. call. Yeah. Pass. Uh, all I'll say is that there are several elite quarterbacks in this in this year's draft. So um, you'll have your options there and, and some elite running backs as well. And then a bunch of just like good wide receivers. Um, and some people remember, are probably, yeah. I remember you saying la- uh, last year that the draft last year, just in general, all across the board was a disappointment, um, which I didn't even know that was possible like i don't um <laughs> like it all seems like it just levels out at like a a kind of um i don't know but yeah it does this draft not feel that way this draft feels like there's better players in it um that's what I've heard. i don't know i mean i think you're right yeah jake you said that is what you've heard that's what my scouts are telling me at least um we'll see if there's uh if there's much truth to that um i know a lot of people were very excited about this draft a year ago and then it feels like it hasn't the players as a whole who are draft eligible this year kind of disappointed in their college seasons. But um, I mean, like you're saying, I do think that things tend to level out. Even last year, which I felt was disappointing, still produced a lot of talent. I mean, like they're Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and Christian Watson are all very, very great wide receivers. Yeah. Um, there are very uh, uh, quite a few very good running backs, so I do think you're right. The quarterback position was a little bit disappointing last year, but the the skill positions were good. So who knows? It's like you said, it's it's a big old crapshoot. Nobody knows. Yeah. But you will have your shot at a quarterback. Unfortunately for you, there's no Traylon Burks this year. There's no Arkansas Razorback to Tennessee Titans. I know. That's just going to be uh, a superstar. The most ideal the most ideal pick I could have gotten. And I got William beat me right to it. I, I did not do a good job at last year's rookie draft. I'm like, I, I don't like any of my players. I think they all think <laughs> I, <laughs> I, wanted... I thought, I thought you <laughs> nailed last year's rookie draft when it was happening. I wanted desperately David Bell and Rashad white. Yeah. But then they didn't do anything like Rashad white, I think is, is probably going to play and he'll, and he'll, he'll have a good season this, this season. I, I wish that he would get traded to a different team. Um, or or that Lenny would get traded or or something I don't know uh, right but um but it is nice to have a handcuff I guess yeah Jake you got some uh, some hard hitting fun facts for us you got some stats or some trivia that will blow our minds relating to TDA well yeah I was looking through the Jersey database unfortunately the answer I don't know if you listened to the Pit Kings episode Rob would spoil uh, one of the obvious questions for you which is who which team have you um, played the most. Um, out of all teams did you listen to that episode by chance i've listened to all the episodes um but sometimes i listen while i'm washing dishes and so if it's <laughs> there's an especially loud clink i'll miss some, uh, some <laughs> you might miss something um, all right well then i'll let you guess then if you unless you remember uh who is your most I mean, common I, opponent i think it is i think it is pit kings right yep yep you got <laughs> I mean, it. the question gave it away Jacob. you gave it you well you gave it away but also i do i do remember thinking like man i do i sure do play these guys a lot Oh yeah, <laughs> I just realized why. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you might have noticed naturally too. Uh, the only other one I had for you is: um, Do you know which of your jerseys you won the most games in? 
Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> you want to guess with any? And I'm talking, you have to guess yeah, bra- the Yellow the top, brown pants. No, brown top, yellow pants. Brown top, yellow pants. Which helmet? <laughs> brown? Brown. Okay, no. Uh, your old brown look is is the game you've, or the jersey you've worn in the most wins with six. You're six and six when you go uh, old brown. In the one you described, you're two and five. Oh. Well, dang. Typically, it looks like you do better in brown pants, actually. I'm looking at it now. Which I think if you choose, you almost always pick that. Most of the times you wear yellows from when I'm choosing for you just to mix it up. So <laughs> you want to win pants. next year. Yeah, they're good pants. Exactly. I forgot about the alternate logo that you guys have too, the monk. I mean, both the logos are incredible. Some of my favorite logo work. That was a work of genius by by uh, by Jake. And I th- feel like it wasn't even it wasn't even for it was for something else, wasn't it? The like, didn't you create the 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 T and the A you made for something else yeah so the the uh your primary logo yeah that like tower that is all the the letters combined that came from um the golf course my dad plays the most frequently it's like aberdeen <laughs> golf club and on their flag they have like a a quarter of the flag is covered and i think like four or five of those things like just like a little circle of those towers so that it's just stolen rocks. from that so <laughs> that's one of the i think that's the only remaining logo that is I almost left untouched from like finding it from something else. Like the rest were all designed, but yeah, that one we stole. And then the monk was it is uh, is completely original for them for touchdowns and Abbey. Oh, nice! It, it, the monk is great. The monk is one that I feel like if I want the t, if I want the the logo, the regular logo on a hat, I would want the monk on a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost works or better. better like yet, a... as like a as like a. Uh, iron-on patch on a jean jacket or something oh, oh. that'd be sick yeah i think it almost works better as like a secondary mark maybe than on a helmet or just be like on all your merchandise and stuff or mm-hmm. you could like have them in the end zone art mm-hmm. kind of like next to touchdown to navy name it reminds me it's kind of similar in feel to me as the cleveland browns like elf guy they use yeah. i don't know if you've seen that yeah Can't remember yeah what his name which is. you don't see very often unless you are really in the in the shit with them but like <laughs> but i think that uh it, generally it's you know you know they don't they, that's not on any like public uh, uh like public facing things yeah it's good to see you guys chum it up after the cooper rush debacle <laughs> happy to so here's the thing you. about cooper rush that guy's a fraud like you're not missing anything <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Rush, yeah, back. Just... Cooper Rush accidentally won three games in a row and then got creamed by the Eagles in, in a, <laughs> a, a, really just showcasing the fact that he is a fraud. Yeah, I went back and looked. He literally did not get a single start with the Abbey. So uh, he's got to just be stewing, you know, on your bench, knowing that he could have been starting games. And you well, he's not him still on my chance. team. Wait, he, he still is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. Just to see, you held him all season because I kept waiting for you to drop him to pick him back up. You don't uh, want him. He's well, not now I don't need help. him as much, but at the time I didn't have a. I had one starting quarterback. It was the only chance I had to have two. I, and I, I couldn't get. Him. I, I I can't. Rem- so the 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 idea the 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 problem started when I got Cooper Rush when you needed a quarterback, and so I got him. Offered you offered you him for something that. In in my opinion, I can't remember what it was. But I remember it being pretty cheap. I believe and... it was a second round draft pick. Yeah, but it would only be starting until Prescott's injury, which is only supposed to be a few weeks into it. Oh yeah. All, all I'll I say, all I'll right, say is right. 
all I'll say is uh, I um, just got a a notification here on Sleeper. I hadn't opened up Sleeper in weeks and weeks, but it looks like a week ago I have a trade. Uh, I have a trade offer who is offering <laughs> who's offering Brian Robinson for a second round pick from me, and that seems way way worse than than Cooper Rush. <laughs> It's funny you say that. I've got a similar offer from for the same player in my inbox. So somebody's got, moving right now. In, in the I've got the same offer in my inbox. Well, it's declined. But I, also, we are putting I, Turtle Daddy on blast. I just went back and looked too. It was Khalil Herbert you wanted for Cooper Rush. So like a, a fantastic running back prospect. Like you're going to be likely going to be the starter soon from what I, what I understand. Maybe, for I, like, I, I'm not, I don't know about that. I, I feel like that. I feel like that's pretty. I feel like that's pretty fair. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it would, uh, in my desperate situation, had I been more of a contender that season, you know, maybe I would have taken a more serious look at that trade. But you know, as it turned out, didn't take it. Uh, went on to get my first career victory against you. So you know, it all kind of came <laughs> out, came out in the wash. But I, yeah, uh, I, I'm glad to see that you guys are able to to ham it up. Though it's, it seems like <laughs> seems like. TDA maybe moving back up the power rankings. It's um, all in the past. Yeah, he gets a fresh late start this season. We'll see. Well, see if we can work together here. You know, I still would like Khalil Herbert though. If you, uh, <laughs> if there's, you know, if there's anything that you want for him, I, I am, I am feeling not great about David Montgomery. Like, I don't know what that guy is doing. <laughs> I, like, I would, I need somebody that has a little bit brighter of a future, <laughs> or somebody that isn't just like kind of depressing to watch. You're very impatient with your players, Rob. <laughs> if they're not putting up 20-point weeks, you're ready to ship them off. Uh, he is a free agent this year, so it'll be very interesting to see maybe a fresh start. We'll, um, we'll do well for both of you. Khalil Herbert could win the starting job in Chicago, and Montgomery could win the starting job elsewhere, maybe in Washington, and Brian Robinson can crumble to dust. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to tie my future to the Commanders I- anymore. I-, I do not like watching them. I don't. That's how I feel about a lot of these teams. That's why I'm yeah. never gonna get. I'm never gonna get any stupid Texans. Like I, you never wrote gonna... off the Jets and look at look at look at the Jets now. No, no, no. no. I I have in, I have vested interest in the Jets. I like the Jets. They they <laughs> they are. I have tons of Jets players, uh, but I'm I'm never gonna get any like. I'm never gonna get any Texans. I'm never gonna get any like Seahawks or whoever. Like I like. Yeah. I, I uh, draft yeah, fun I, players. Yeah, I'm gonna draft players that are on team, or, or or if they're even though the Titans are bad, like I I will still I will still want to get Titans. I think that's a good philosophy. Well, we're uh, pushing the limits of our self allotted 30 minute episode uh, time slots. Jake, do you have any other um, things you want to get out here? Or wow us with. No, I think I've said everything I want to to say for now to Mister Griffith here. Oh, that that fun fact about the Pit Kings and uh, the Monks meeting eight times, or excuse me, six times over three seasons is one that will be sure to stick with us as we approach the 2023 season. <laughs> uh, Rob, we do have to thank you for all of your love and support for this podcast, the, the flagship podcast, the Premier League podcast, and all of the CGF produced content, uh, the number one fan across the uh, the network and so we we appreciate you always listening and supporting and, and gassing everybody up asking for more episodes. Uh, and we <laughs> are very excited to see TDA back um back in the playoffs this year with the uh 
the other the nice thing is you can you can be part of this revolt with pit kings and, and popular ballers i think they'd accept you as one of their own as they attempt to throw off, throw off the uh, the established elite 2023 yeah that is that's gonna be exciting i'm excited to make the playoffs you know it's happening uh the way it can happen <laughs> is when you guys tell me who to get in this rookie draft then we will uh th- then we'll really be able to cook with gas all right We'll see y'all next week. No, that's all right. We probably shouldn't promise a guest because we don't know who we got next week yet. Yeah, we're working on it. All right, bye-bye. All right, see you guys. <laughs>